A federal judge has rejected Donald Trump's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, bid to move his Georgia criminal case to federal court. The district judge found the election subversion allegations against Meadows were largely related to political activities and not to Meadows' role as White House chief of staff. Meadows has appealed the ruling. The order came on Friday, the same day the full special grand jury report was released. The report provides new insight into the 2020 election subversion investigation in Georgia. And it shows the panel wanted to indict 39 people in the sprawling racketeering case. CNN's Sarah Murray has more. Fraud. South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham. That was my focus. It's how do you verify signatures? Former Georgia Senator David Perdue. There are huge irregularities in Georgia. They need to be investigated and they need to be corrected, in my opinion. And former Georgia Senator Kelly Leffler. That's right. Every legal vote will be counted. All on a stunning list of 39 people that a special purpose grand jury recommended for indictment. After the panel spent months investigating efforts by former President Donald Trump and his allies to overturn the 2020 presidential election in Georgia. It's not a short list. We heard a lot of very compelling things like a lot of very compelling evidence. The special grand jury's final report now public. It recommended indictments for 21 individuals who did not end up facing charges in Fulton County, including the current and former U.S. Senators, Georgia Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones, Trump advisor and attorney Boris Epstein, and Trump's former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. But Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis did ultimately charge the others on the list. A Fulton County grand jury returned a true bill of indictment, charging 19 individuals with violations of Georgia law, including Trump and 18 co-defendants. You can't ever accept when they steal and rig and rob. Another man, Trump 2020 campaign official Mike Roman, was charged, but was not mentioned in the special grand jury's recommendations. Those who were charged have pleaded not guilty, while some recommended for charges are criticizing the prosecutors. It's very bad for the country. Graham called Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger in 2020. Back then, Raffensperger told Wolf Blitzer that he thought Graham pressured him to toss legal ballots. Well, he asked if the ballots could be matched back to the voters, and then he, I, I got the sense it implied that uh, then you could throw those out. The South Carolina Republican has denied that, insisting he was carrying out his legislative duties. We can't criminalize senators doing their job when they have a constitutional requirement to fulfill. Purdue had urged Georgia Governor Brian Kemp to call a special legislative session to aid Trump's quest to overturn the election results in a meeting also attended by Leffler. All as Leffler and Purdue were facing a Senate runoff election in January 2021. My number one objective right now has to be winning on January 5th so that we can get to the bottom of what happened in these elections. Both Leffler and Purdue lost their runoff races. Sarah Murray, thanks so much. All right, with me now to talk about all of these developments is Michael Zeldin. He is a former federal prosecutor and a former special assistant to Robert Mueller at the DOJ. All right, so this special grand jury in Georgia recommended charges against 39 people, including Senators Lindsey Graham and uh, two former U.S. senators from uh, Georgia, but only 19 people were eventually charged. So what does that tell you about the case against the people who were charged and why the DA decided not to go after others. 
So I think Fannie Willis did what most prosecutors do every day, which is exercise her prosecutorial discretion. She looks at the evidence and decides what cases can be brought, which can be won and sustained on appeal. And I think what she did was to look at the cases, individual by individual, and decide who it was that she thought were appropriate for indictment and those who she decided would not be indicted. And I think we really can't draw much more from it than she exercised her judgment in the best interests of justice as she saw it. Um, you know, some, some Trump allies, you know, had just as many votes to indict as those who were indicted. Boris Epstein only had one no vote. So why do you think the uh, district attorney, Fannie Willis, decided not to pursue some of the people who, at least based on some of the evidence, did seem to uh, play important roles? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, some people, I think, were offered immunity, some of the electors, and they probably took them, and there may be some cooperators. But Boris Epstein and Cleta Mitchell, two lawyers who played central roles in this, have so far avoided indictment in all cases, in the January 6th federal case and in this Georgia case. And it raises questions about why this is happening. And the obvious question is, are they cooperating? Which is a pretty dangerous proposition because Epstein is still working closely with former President Trump and having, if you will, sort of a mole in the camp of the uh, defendant is dangerous stuff. So it's hard to know. But when I read this, that was the first thing that struck me, uh, Frederica, was mm -hmm. why are these two not indicted? And, and when you say dangerous, dangerous because that would imply almost like, um, you know, an informant kind of posture. I mean, because you're, you know, you're, you're in two camps, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. They have, you know, to use the television binocular, they have a mole in the organization. And mm -hmm. that is really tricky when... Epstein is probably still playing a role as attorney for Trump. And so, you know, I think you have to be very, very careful when you go down that path, if that's what they're doing. We're just speculating. I don't know that that's the case. Maybe there's another indictment waiting down the line for Boris hmm. all by himself. But it sure raises that question. Yeah. All right. Let me shift gears now to uh, the judge's decision, you know, rejecting uh, the former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, request to move his case to federal court. Um, and, and it seems as though the, the, the judge took a good amount of time asking a lot of questions. Um, you know, was very probative before rendering this decision. Why do you suppose this decision was made this way? I think at the very bottom, what the judge found was that overwhelmingly what Meadows was doing was acting on behalf of candidate Trump in his effort to regain the presidency, having lost it to Biden, and that that activity is not within the scope of his government official duties. It's a fact question. What was he doing? Why was he doing it? Was it in the scope of his duties? And the judge meticulously went through all of the things that Meadows did and said in the totality of the circumstances, what Meadows did was to act on behalf of the Trump presidential campaign, not on behalf of the Trump presidency. And then he made his decision. Hmm. Now, Meadows will likely appeal this thing if he hasn't already. Mm -hmm. And we'll see what the 11th Circuit has to say about the judge's analysis. Mm. And again, again, that's potentially another delay tactic, too, right? Because that would take um, some time, that uh, appellate process. So then 
Um, given this decision, why would Donald Trump think he stands a better chance at being able to move his case to federal court if the activity, right, the alleged activity was the same? Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's a good sign for a Trump motion for removal because the judge found that Meadows was acting on behalf of candidate Trump. And then if candidate Trump comes along and says, I deserve to be removed, the judge would say, well, wait a second, I just found that you were acting, uh, Meadows was acting on behalf of your, as a candidate, not as an official. So since you're the candidate, how can I uh, get you into federal court? And I think that he would deny it. All right, maybe that too is just to, to delay things. <laughs> All right, Michael yeah, Felder. it is. You know, yeah. the one thing, Fred, that, uh -huh. can I just say one thing? The one thing that I found really interesting in the report of the special grand jury was that in all of the counts there was always one person who said no no to the indictment of donald trump and in a grand jury that's fine because you have majority rule in a trial jury one person who holds out like that hangs the jury and so cleta mitchell um, rather funny willis has to look at that and say wait i have one holdout juror here what do i need to do with my evidence to make sure i don't have that in my trial Mm, interesting. All right. Michael Zeldin, good to see you. Thanks so much.